welcome to the Ignite Talk podcast with your host today, Joe Jones. We have a very, very special guest today, and that is the one and only James Kerwood. That was a good intro. Well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we nailed that. <laughs> Thank you. Your listeners might be thinking, huh, who is this person? But you might have heard me on some of your episodes. Two we've done. Two. Yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations on episode 30. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if it's something to be congratulated by, but it is, I was just thinking about it. It's pretty cool that 30 episodes. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, in celebration of your 30 episodes, we're going to, I'm going to ask you 30 questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Before we do, we've got a <laughs> plethora of snacks on the table here. Because that is classic that's something us. that we absolutely love. And what I absolutely, so... You, you exp- oh, I'll explain it. Okay. We were like, let's get snacks for, for our um, podcast, but we won't tell each other what we got, and it'll be sort of a surprise reveal. So you first pulled out, what are these, yo-yos? Uh, yeah, the homemade yo-yos. Yeah. thought they were a bit. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I pulled out our favourite Tim Tams, <laughs> double coat Tim Tams, <laughs> Elite. And then you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. And then you shuffled through your bag and pulled yeah, out the yeah. exact same thing. And I brought peanut butter cups because, as you'll find out, I absolutely love a peanut butter cup. Yeah, they are delicious. If you hear us eating during it too, apologies. Apologies. <laughs> I'm going to eat. <laughs> you are. I'm going to try not to and try and be a really good host. But um, how does it feel, first of all, to be on the other side of this? The other side? Um, it's interesting. It's different. I don't know if I've ever... I've, I've never actually um, been interviewed interviewed for a podcast i don't know is that what you'd call it because yeah. i don't see them as interviews but i've never been on the other side of non-hosting yes yeah. well this feels right <laughs> it does feel right <laughs> <laughs> well it is exciting 30 episodes is a long it's been a long journey has august yeah end of august last year i started wow well done hmm. all right shall we get into it let's all right what have you been watching on netflix lately Stranger Things. Great show. You, you've been watching that too? Yep. It is awesome. You finished it, yeah? Finished it. Finished yep. it at the same time as you. Yep. So what I loved about it was, one, the storyline's consistent from season one mm-hmm. through season four. I love that I feel as though I've grown up with these, <laughs> with these actors. Yes, they were so like, young. They were so young. So we've gone back and started season one and the kids are so young in there. Like they so, so young. young, and now they're like adults, and it's freaky. It's it's cool to see, but yeah, and I love that Netflix hasn't gone down the route of releasing episodes one at a time. Yeah, so just like all of them. I know it's in two parts, but everyone says that part two of season four is only going to be like oh. two or three episodes. Oh no, the episodes are long though. Oh, they're they're like an Which hour and a half, good. like ninety minutes. It's great, and there's so much going on. Yeah, it's like heaps. different pockets of diff- everything. Yeah, you watching net- anything on Netflix? Anything new since finishing Stranger Things? Nothing new since then. No. I like to find a show, binge watch it, then mm. don't watch TV for ages. But there was that documentary I was yeah. telling you about, but yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. what it's called. Now I don't know what it was called because, and I haven't watched it because it was just you telling me. But what was it like a Gosh. fertility doctor? A fertility doctor. It's really terrible. He used his own semen to make children 
but to impregnate to women. impregnate yeah. women. Yeah, but those women didn't know that. Yeah. So it was any their siblings all over the place. Because you were saying the women that came to him were women who were either having difficulty mm-hmm. falling pregnant yeah. or um, wanting to fall pregnant. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So that was intense. It was and a great how many, documentary. Like, how many? How I many? For not knowing the kids name. did he end up having? Um, in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I told people about that. Yeah. I never watched it myself. Yeah, because I remember like I saw you the next day and I was like, I have to tell you about this. Yeah. This is a lot. This was heavy. Yeah. yeah. I love a good documentary. Yeah. Um, also, just so your listeners know, these questions are categorized into <laughs> random, teacher related, food related, or personal. Yeah, I love that food food got its own category. <laughs> yes. Well, I tried to spread them out because I thought I don't want all the food ones at the yeah. start. But um, all right, let's get on to question number two. All right. Your my our first impressions of each other. Now I, I wrote this down. I was like, I don't have a specific first impression or first memory, no. but I just remember like we went to uni together. Um, you can tell everyone what you thought of me, but I didn't have an impression. I don't know if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's not that you weren't memorable. I definitely remember you. Um, but as far as my thoughts and my impressions of you, I don't actually have one. Yeah, but neither do I. Like, I don't... Oh, bullshit. No, I have <laughs> the one later on. But like, your first, second, third year... No, I Didn't, remember I don't you from remember. first year. I like, remember you from first year. I don't remember you that well, though. But you then the last that. year, the last year where we kind of got smaller, yeah. people like drop off. And numbers dwindled. Yeah, they do. Not like it is now. Oof. But anyway, that's another story. Um, and I don't, like, I just remember thinking you didn't really care. Like I Not thought, about uni. No, no yeah, about uni. Like, I thought you were like, uh, I mean, I didn't. No, I suppose I was pretty much in there. It was interesting because I, I, um, I was chatting to my sister last night. Now, she's just had her first baby last year, was it September? Yeah. And she is she has a degree in, um, I actually don't know what her <laughs> degree is. That's really bad. <laughs> right. But what, she's been a soil tester. So she, oh. over, over West, she worked over West um, soil testing. And she's now, or she's been back in Victoria for... I don't know, six years or so, and she's still soil testing, and she's had her first kid, and now she's considering moving to teaching. So I was talking to her last night on the phone about Whoa. that, and she sort of asked me about uni, and I was sort of like, oh, uni was not a waste of time, but it's not practical. Oh, I shouldn't say that. No, it's, it's not as not. practical as you would think, because different schools operate differently. Absolutely. Especially from country to metro there's so, not yeah. one way to teach that's the problem no. when you do an apprenticeship you learn how to do the thing that way yeah it's different in teaching but i think teaching should be like an apprenticeship where you're paid and you do your full time in a classroom you would learn it'd be so much yeah so she'd she'd be doing her master's because oh, yeah, she's true. got her undergrad but i never thought of it because i always thought oh masters they're just in the classroom more but she was like she Thinks, so my sister thinks that that would be, or assumes that that would be, because they need to cram all of the placements of four years into one or two years, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think that could be done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think they drag it a little bit with what yeah. we learnt. Yeah. But yeah. 
Mm. Teaching, eh? Yeah? Teaching. But first yeah. impression, yeah, I just thought you didn't really care. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's... I'd, I'd, and I'd... I'd that's probably very accurate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I just more wanted I feel to party like at uni. But both of us, we I knew that you worked heaps during uni, and so yeah. did I. We both yeah. worked like full time jobs during uni. Yeah. So. And we did. We did. All right. Next question. Go on. Your first food one. Um, <laughs> favorite all time meal, but you can only choose one. You know, I went like you. You say you can only choose one, as if it was going to be a hard choice. But I didn't hesitate oh. at all. My absolute favourite meal is lasagna. Okay. And I made it. I made it last week, and in my class, like it's not surprising at all. We always talk about what we had for dinner. Yeah. Not every day, I but feel every like now and then. That's your go-to yeah. question for your every, friends yeah. too. Every now and then, my kids will be like, "Oh, Miss Girl, what'd you have for dinner last night?" And they happened to ask me the day after I had lasagna, and I was like, "I had lasagna," and one kid was like, "What's that?" And I was like, Whoa. "I had to think quick on the spot." I said. Think of bolognese, like spaghetti bowl, <laughs> but a cake. <laughs> it's a cake That's spaghetti. That's a really great way of explaining <laughs> it. And then the kids that knew what lasagna were like, yeah, it needs to go what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's a savoury cake? Yeah. A las- uh, spaghetti cake. <laughs> Yum. I love that. What's yours? Ooh. You can only choose one. See? I know, but see, I hesitate because there's so many things that I love. Oh, my gosh. What was the first one that popped into your mind? I think it was tacos. Tacos. Because I like you to have all different flavors. Soft or hard? Shrimp. Um, sh- yeah, soft. Soft. Say shrimp. Prawned. Hard. If you're going to make it at home, it's the, the hard inside the soft. Huh? So you get your tortilla. Yeah. You put your sour cream on it. And then you get your hard shell taco and put it on the inside. See, and then I've fold never done up. that. That's why you're so the then, food master. <laughs> <laughs> so when you bite into it, it's like the crunch of a hard and it's still one, held in but it there. stays in. Yeah, game changer. Okay, wow. I'll be. I'll yep. make that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, next question: Why did you start this podcast? Uh, I like chatting to people, and there were some people, such as yourself, that were not having a hard time, but were starting to consider other avenues or mm, other career paths. And definitely. I thought, well, that's really interesting because they obviously got into teaching for whatever reason, and now they're leaving for whatever reason, and I want to hear about that. Yeah. And I thought that'd be a really cool sort of podcast. Obviously, I don't talk just to people who are no. teaching or have left teaching or are leaving teaching, but... It's still interesting to hear how people get into it because, again, talking to my sister last night, she goes, "Oh, how many of the um, how many of the staff of your school did the masters?" And I was like, "You know what? I actually have no idea. I couldn't tell you." No, no one talks about those things. No. Or were uni you went to a exactly. It doesn't and matter that, in the end. It does said, not matter. I said the same thing to her. I said again, the uni that you go to is irrelevant as long mm-hmm. as it allows you to teach as long as it gives you the qualification no one cares if you did it with monash and got top of your cohort or class or whatever or if you did it with fed or if you did it with melbourne uni or or whoever i know when i got like there was like that golden key thing that you can get if you're at uni and i got that i was like i didn't care enough to even know top 10 (laughs) percent of your like your level did you get that yes i'm still a member of the golden key society did you get a physical key I couldn't believe it when I got like. How did I not know that? Yeah. What year was that? 
Um, I think I got it in my second or third year. Just like carried on. It was like yeah. your top result. Like you're in the top band. Yeah. Of your, you, and I'm still a member. They still send me like Golden Key Society. Like it, what benefits do you get? Nothing. From? Any nothing. Real benefits? No. No, I don't think so. I'm a member for life now, though. <laughs> <laughs> what I get but I know I put it on my resume and I got my um, resume approved like proofread by principal yeah. and they were like what's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> see no it's one even it's highly cares. regarded in teaching highly regarded the golden key I'm like well yeah I know yeah. don't know how that happened but I've got that I still get the emails yeah cool yeah cool but it's good to see that your podcast has it's it's good to see you going down different avenues, talking to and lots of yeah, different people. Yeah, and I haven't even just spoken to teachers. I've spoken to just people I find interesting. That's right. And I feel yeah. like that's it's not necessarily just a teaching podcast, yeah. I don't reckon. No. And one of my favourite ones was um, obviously your ones. Oh, yeah. yeah obviously. Say that because I'm <laughs> You're eyeballing I'm here. me across like, you better save me. No. Yeah. <laughs> one of my um, um, favourite ones was Nathan Luff, the, oh, the yeah. author of... Um, yes nerd heard of that and he's just released a new book cheeky little plug but that one was really cool because he's obviously got a teaching background as well but he is an author and i love reading and i know he writes junior fiction but it was still cool to hear the process of getting your idea out there from a physical book stand yeah cool Hmm. all right first for our first um color-coded random question this is the random one if you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which one would you choose and Invisible why? for sure. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would use it probably just to pull heaps of pranks on people. Like invisibility would be pretty cool. I like, thought I know you'd flight, think that. Flight would be probably more practical from a mm-hmm. transport mo- mode, but I don't know. I think being invisible would be cool. But I wonder, because you know like sometimes you hear watching TV shows and whatnot, mm-hmm. invisibility, but only you and your skin is invisible. Like your clothes don't turn invisible. Oh. So like if you're invisible, you need to be butt naked. I didn't but think But then sometimes, like sometimes people have the ability to be invisible and everything they touch turns invisible too. So. Jeez, that's going into it yeah. a lot, isn't it? Yeah. What would you do? Or well, what would you want? I know. Like this, this is actually a question people ask top big companies like that if you're interviewing for like a really big company like google and amazon this is a common question yeah and if you choose okay first of all wait i would probably the reason i would choose flying is only because i would imagine myself being able to fly to different parts of the world because i love traveling so that's the reason why i would but i did think about invisibility too because i thought hey i could like prank keeps people like yourself or just like go in and listen to things that I probably shouldn't be listening to. <laughs> like, or just be like, oh, they don't know I'm here. Yeah. But back to that point, most pe- people who are, they're looking for the answer, they're looking for people to say flying because they think that they're born leaders. Because they say that people who like, who would choose flying like to be in the, the centre of attention more. We, I, I don't know if you'd want that in a yeah, team. Yeah, same. I don't know if you'd want someone who likes being the centre of attention in a I think they're the environment. The, they're looking like they think that they will be a good leader. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. They said seventy-two percent of leaders choose flying. Would that? What, I mean, what? this is like. Is it, this that, isn't. Or? This isn't like I haven't read this in a <laughs> scientific journal. Yeah. So, 
Oh, look at you. I've read scientific journals. <laughs> I got a golden key. <laughs> no. Um, that's why I'm hosting now. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, well, yeah. Flying because I want to travel overseas. Yeah. That's why. But I mean, my arms you, would get tired. Yeah. Would well, I be able to go to fly but to England? again, how, how do you have to fly? Exactly. Like, can, is it me flapping my you know, arms? No, like is it Superman where you just need to just, you yeah. just fly or are your arms becoming wings to fly? If my arms were coming wings you know? to fly, I wouldn't be able to do that because does it take I'd be tired. And does your energy levels deplete like running? Is it like a skill like running? I'm going to imagine Marathon that I just flying. turn into like basically a bird and I can just keep going. <laughs> cool. Stop over at Singapore, <laughs> then head to Europe. Like, yeah. But then how would I pack my bag? Well, mm. yeah, I don't know. And would you be strong enough to then fly and carry other people with you? Yeah, because I'd have you to know? do solo trips yeah. probably. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, cool, Adam, I'll meet you over there. Yeah. I'll see you in four days. And how would you navigate? Yeah, I think it's going to have to be invisibility because it'd just yeah. be more day-to-day you could use it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to, like an airplane, you'd have to know your mm. compass and everything. Yeah. I've never thought about this so mm. deep before. Yeah. All right, now this one's going to be tricky for you. Yes, really tricky because you it's grilled me for this. The top, your top five books you've read so far. So far, can you do five though? Like so far, I this think is, I, can. I don't know there's, if I could do this. There's one in there that I didn't put in, but um, my favourite book would have to be "Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday. Yeah, I love Ryan Holiday. And now he's so got about, much. I've got, I think I've got about four, maybe f- four of his books. Yeah, but "Stillness Is the Key" is probably in my opinion, his best one, um, which I think in the series might have been, in that first series of books, might have been his last one he wrote. I don't know. But I, I just love all his writing, but Stillness is the Key is probably my favourite one. And it, He's amazing. Yeah. It just came. Like, I was walking past the bookstore, walked in, looked at the right. books, and it was just there, you know? I haven't read that one yet, though. No. But I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Thank you for being the ever-going library yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so that's number one. So that's number one. Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman's a great book. Mm-hmm. I've read that two or three times. It's a big-ass book. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of, oh, how would you describe it? Um, economics? Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. we were talking about that one. Yeah, so I haven't like, read that one either. Psychology, economics, psychology. I don't know. There's there there is a category. It has for come it, up lots in yeah, my recommendations. Yeah. And I was talking to my physio the other week, and we were talking about books, and I mentioned a research study that's mentioned in Thinking Fast and Slow, and he looked at me and was sort of like, "What book's that from?" And said, "Oh, Thinking Fast and Slow." And he was saying that that book's rife through um, physio, physiotherapy, like how interesting. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's like all psychology. Yeah. Um, and why you do things the way you do them, I guess. Yeah, and that's what... I love yeah. those books. Uh, Legacy by James Kerr. It's about leadership through the All Blacks, one of the greatest rugby teams in history. remember when you read this. Yep. It's a short book, uh, but it's a good one. I didn't write it on there either, but um, A Man's Search for Meaning, oh, which is great, Victor. by Victor Frankl. Yeah, um, Which... When that other one, what was it? The, the, um, 
world's happiest man, happiest man alive. Is that? Oh my god! Was that one? Eddie, you, you were telling me about it. Eddie. I don't know the. Oh, that is the one of the best yeah. books I've ever read. Is he Austrian or Polish? Polish moved Polish. to Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Everyone... Hope I'm not wrong. I read it ages ago. Everyone's talking about that book, and I'm like, yeah, I've I haven't read it personally, oh. but A Man Searching for Meaning is very similar by the sounds of it. From yes, because I read The Happiest Man on Earth, and then you gave me yeah. Man Search for Meaning, and it was a perfect correlation. Because a lot of what Viktor Frankl wrote in that book is from his time in the concentration oh. camps. Like he never went to um, the bigger ones, but the ones he went to, he was sort of studying um, the people, the the prisoner of war yeah prisoners as well i feel like eddie might have been austrian i can't even remember and your listeners might be thinking he was saying he was this <laughs> if you've read it yeah. it's such a good book so yeah. i apologize um and then the fifth one i don't know but there's a there's, there's just a whole list so many you can say them i've recently gotten into um like biographies as well and they are good i get sucked in by yeah. biography something shocking Same. um also on my list so we'll call it like a yeah, nah, say because Resilience Project Amazing. by Hugh Van Kolenberg and his other one, Let Go, was fantastic too. Yeah, everyone needs to read it. Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a classic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's everyone a classic. loves it. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. Yep. I and feel. the one he references in there is The Power of Habit, which I want to yeah. read as well. Yeah, same. Um, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Great book. I think a lot that's of just a blanket like book. Um Part, parts of it, I, I read it I read it recently and parts of it, I was like, oh, not sure about that. But yeah. the underlying principle in it or the main theme in it about caring about or giving Choosing less fucks about things yeah, yeah. Yeah, is a great message. Um, Biography-wise, I just read Andre oh, Agassi's didn't ask book. You that, but all right. I'm no, going to okay. say it because I'm like obsessed with Andre yeah, Agassi. Yeah, I know. At the you really are. I finished that. That was a relatively big book, and I knocked it over in about two weeks. That's which, so good. That's yeah, good for you. That was great. Um, I read Netflix one recently, which was really good. Yeah, ben, I've got a lot to borrow yeah. from you coming up, don't I? Yeah, but then oh, I could talk about books for ages. I know we both could. Ben Cousins' books was. Ben Cousins' book was really good too. Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting. Will Smith's book was great with Mark Manson. Yeah, actually. I know. Well, I think that's what I loved about it because it was same. I would. I love I'm Mark confused Manson. because I think Mark Manson wrote it in the perspective of Will Smith. So yeah, I think Will I Smith think told him. Yes, but Mark Manson actually put the words together. Because he's great. Like yeah. I'm on his email list. Oh, Are you? Yeah, and it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way yeah. he writes. Yeah. And the things that he come like says. Yeah. This yeah, so many books I love. So many books. Any yep. fiction ones though? Because I've been reading fiction so much one. non-fiction this whole year. Um, Animal Farm by George Orwell yeah. was great. I haven't read Quick that book. And The Alchemist I read earlier. Oh this yeah, year that's too, right. Um, by I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Pablo, I think his name is Pablo. Someone. Because like I feel like I read so much non-fiction this year because I've been yeah. trying to read a book a week. And that has been like non-fiction, non-fiction, non-fiction. And then someone gave me some fiction and I was like, oh my gosh. It's a different way to read it though, isn't it? It feels you find lighter. That? Yeah. I think because I listen to podcasts and I read so much non-fiction, yeah. it was so much information and I was like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, books. Yeah. They're books. just great. And Ross Edgley. <gasps> That's probably, that would be one of my top five. That was one yeah. of the best books you've ever given me. I loved yeah. it. About his oh. record-breaking trip around great swim that was 
yeah. I recommend that book to everyone. And have you, because I've listened to a few of, not his podcasts, but a few podcasts he's been on telling that story. And he just seems like the most down-to-earth guy, the happiest guy. That's what so, I love about him. Yeah. Oh, great book. All right. Um, all right. A teacher one. Better okay. get into some teaching in this. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. One piece of advice to give to a teacher starting out. <laughs> it's hard, isn't I'm it? I'm laughing because I probably, or I think I would be, I would have to be one of the last people to give advice to about teaching because my approach to teaching is completely different to most people I've come across. Like, but I beg to differ. I feel like you'd be good at giving like advice because you're wise. I kind of don't give enough shits fucks about it as what some people do. But what I've noticed... You care about the important things. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of it, i would just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if I was to give advice to people, especially new teachers... Because yeah. I notice new teachers come in, um, and I'm only a fifth-year teacher too, and... I see new grads come in expecting to know everything. And again, that's what I was saying to my sister is that your expectation, you have to manage your expectations coming in. If you come in thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I need to know everything. I'm the most or the most recently qualified person. So I should have the most recent knowledge as far as research-based stuff. And then you're expecting to move kids coming in low to you but expecting to move them to say expected level mm-hmm. you're going to burn yourself out and I've, I see it I see it all the time in not just new teachers but teachers in general you know like they get a kid say I'm teaching grade 3 they get a kid in grade 3 that's working at say a year 1 level mm-hmm. and for whatever reason they have this ridiculously high expectation to move them from year 1 mm. level all the way to year three in 12 months, especially the last few years, years with exactly. COVID and that. you got to have smart goals with your yeah. students. So I would say don't expect to know everything. Be a work in progress. Yeah. And leave work at work would be the biggest yeah, one. And I said advice. that to my sister as well. My sister's getting a pretty yeah, big shout out here. Um, would be, because I'm a, one of my mates first told me, leave your laptop at work leave work at work and that's just always stuck with me and Good on you. at times you can't avoid it yeah yeah there's certain periods of I try my best not to take work home and yeah. if I do have to do work I'll just come into work that's to do good it, rather than come into work with a time limit but not taking it home yeah I've been really <laughs> I don't know if I worded that one well. no I understand yeah. well I understand what you yeah. mean yeah that's good because advice teaching, I think that's yeah. important teaching's Te- never ending yeah it's one of those jobs that there's always something to do. So you need to really know when to yeah. pull the pin for the day and work out what can wait. Exactly. What's actually yep. important for your students. Yep. Yeah. I actually know a principal that, an ex-principal that can't write lists anymore because he's so like scarred from writing an ever going yep. list in his job. Like literally yep. can't write lists. He's like, I can't because it's just scarred me. Because yeah. in teaching, your list never ends. You cross one thing off and you could add five more. And some people some people don't write to-do lists, but they'll try to get every all of their emails corresponded to. And a place like here, you're getting 20 plus <laughs> emails a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you need to um, read the four-hour work week talks a lot about yeah. that. It's a good book yep. for that. The, um, 
I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite books, but a lot of I took a lot of points from it was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, yeah. Stephen Covey. I feel like he would do a lot of those things not, already. Not my favourite book. I thought some of it was pretty out... Maybe not out... Maybe outdated is a poor word, but um, one thing I did like from it was... And I, I don't do it, but was... He said, don't write to-do lists for the day. Write to-do lists for the week and then prioritise them... And I can never, again, I can never remember whether it's urgent. He has urgent and important and then non-urgent and not important. And there's, I can never remember whether it's meant to be urgent, but non-important to do first. That reminds me of Eat That Frog because yeah. it's a similar approach. Yep. So. Yeah. I mean, the book, Eat That Frog. Great book. So my kids found it on my desk the other day <laughs> and were like, Mr. Cool, did you get to eat a frog? <laughs> I was like, no. You they would think you'd eat anything. They know you well. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> all right. If you could compare yourself with any animal, which would it be and why? I'm not sure. I don't know a whole lot about animals, to be honest with you. Hmm. Probably say, I don't know, probably a dog. Oh, yeah, you're pretty happy. Do you Most know some... of the time, like a dog. Oh. <laughs> You're a dog. You're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of, because um, some dogs they eat, love absolutely sleep. being around people, yes. but also enjoy being by themselves. Yeah. I guess most animals would, but I feel like I'm very much like that. I love being social and with people, but I also love my own time as well. And you love food, and you love treats, and yep. you love naps. Yep, and I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Adrian that. No, um, don't. <laughs> well, I would be a meerkat, I've always said, because I'm a bit like, hey, what's going on over here? Here, here, here. Yeah. And always really excitable, and they've, probably, they've got probably big eyes like my and you can stand up on two feet too yeah exactly yeah, yeah see <laughs> <laughs> I said myself as a meerkat I love them um, oh. alright your morning routine I know that you love a routine and it's mm. so good so do I tell I me about yours tell us about your routine um, so I get up now this is only Monday to Friday or like yeah work. I know it's interesting because your work routine days. does change my routine changes depending on the day but Monday to Friday when I'm working, my alarm goes off at 4.02, get up, I'm normally out the door for a walk by about 10 past four, um, and then I go for a walk, and I've said it before, but four o'clock in the morning is the best time to walk, because it's so still and so quiet, and no one's around, and it's pitch black too. Um, get home, have a shower, and then I... Now, people, people like, oh, you should spend less time on your phone. But for me, this is what helps me relax is from the time I have a shower to the time I need to start actually getting ready for work. It's about half an hour. Mm-hmm. I normally just scroll on my phone. Like, Interesting. Whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Recently, I've been watching One Tree Hill in the morning <laughs> because I'm watching One Tree Hill again. Um, but that's sort of like my time. Yeah. And I just do whatever I want in that time. Normally in the lounge room on the couch, um, get ready for work, go get a coffee. Then I normally get to work about 6.30. I read for half an hour before I do anything. You like, unlock the whole school for everyone? No, I only unlock what <laughs> well, I you need. Un- yeah. <laughs> I alarm it. Um, I read for a bit and then I start my day. 
Yeah, that's normally good. around seven o'clock. You really, at least you've got a lot of you time in the morning, yep. which I think is essential to make like to see. I don't know how to read how to word this, but it's like you fill your own cup up. Yep. So that's how I find balance. Yeah, that's the word balance. The hecticness of a day, because from the time I start work to the time I walk out the door, it's normally flat chat. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, yeah. It really is like yep. in a te- in a classroom where it's a yep. lot. And I I leave early too. I try to leave early. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I the phone thing does surprise me. Yeah, but, it does, like, but I, I suppose I that get, if you're and you I, zone out, you're not really yeah. thinking. I'm trying not to be. I'm, I'm not. I'm like the opposite. I'm really like yeah, raining in my phone time. That's how I can read. Yeah. But, but then you make time for reading. You need to. You need to find what works for you too. Exactly. And. That works for me. That's right. Yeah. Is it fantastic for me? I don't know. I don't know if you can say whether that's good or bad, but it's what, what I like to do. Exactly. Yep. All right. So your morning routine's pretty solid. So that's Monday to Friday. Yep. Saturday and Sunday is like. I wake depending. up. I don't set alarms for Saturday and Sunday yeah. unless I actually. Do you wake actually... up at four o two? No. I normally... <laughs> <laughs> I normally wake up. Anywhere between like 6 and 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I try not to set an alarm unless there's something I need to be up and for. if you have something on on a Friday or Saturday yeah. night, obviously, yeah. Yep. So, get up. I, nor- I would normally go to the gym on a Saturday morning. Still get a coffee. Still read at some point. Sundays of late, I've been getting up at like 7, walking. Well, it's like the afternoon. Yeah, I know. Lazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel like you wasted your day though when it's late, don't you? I do. Because I it, feel like I that I feel bad. guilty if I'm still in bed by like 8.39. Uh, yeah, I, feel guilty. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know if... I haven't worked out if that's a good thing or not to feel like that. But I think I think you also need some time or some days you where you just stay in bed. But you know? I do get annoyed when I'm out later than normal and it's like you're walking in. Hey, say it's pitch black in the morning and there's no one around. And I'm walking and I'm like, there's so many people around. Yeah. Like... Not and on a I'm, Sunday. Not on a Sunday, but yeah. during the week. Yeah. Like, I've walked when I don't have school. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the amount of kids that have said to me, I saw you walking on the way to school. I saw you. And I'm like... Oh yeah, I have a I, life too. I was like, I had <laughs> one tiny sleep yeah. in. Wow. Never again. <laughs> um, anyway, your morning routine's good. Nighttime routine. Is it similar um, Monday to Friday throughout the week? I wouldn't... It's similar in some senses, but it's not as structured or it's not as consistent it just varies depending on what i do so i will normally go to the gym three times a week as in monday to friday after mm-hmm. work um and then i normally get home have dinner with adrian sometimes not with adrian if she's working and then again wind down whether that's watching tv or on my phone and then i go to bed about eight ish yeah, you'd have to go to bed pretty early. Do you fall asleep straight away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, being up at 4.02. <laughs> yeah, it's... That's good, though. Yeah, you love sleep. It's one of the best things I do is falling asleep nearly straight away. I think prioritising sleep is the number one health So thing. my sleep tracker tells me that I fall asleep within, like, two to three minutes on average. That's so good. You're meant, you're meant to fall asleep between I think like seven and 15 minutes it's meant to take you to that's optimal time to fall asleep well I fall asleep really quickly I just do like yeah a weird breathing technique so my my sleep <laughs> on my app tells me I think you're meant to go from like you know how there's different levels yes, of sleep yeah 
you're meant to go gradually into deep sleep. So like through your levels, it's like awake, um, light sleep, rapid eye movement, yep. deep sleep. I go from awake to deep. <laughs> I just imagine you being literally that's meant like to be really bad for a you. log. Yep. I Do am. you snore? I don't anymore, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told I don't anymore. Okay. Because when I first started seeing Adrian, she used to like whack me in the middle of the night, waking me up because I snore. But apparently I don't do that anymore. Either that or she's just gotten used to it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Sle- I've, sleep's a re- I find sleep really interesting as well. Yeah, I think it like is number one Like the different stages of sleep because, um, what is it, REM, REM, rapid eye movement, movement, is where you dream. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And then light sleep's where you get the most recovery. But do you remember your dreams? Yes. Oh. Sometimes I do. It's very yeah. weird. I don't remember them all. Yeah. Very rarely. Do you not remember yours? No, very rarely. It's really strange. They say that's. They say everyone dreams. Every but night. some people don't. And that's where like deja vu comes from. Because it's sort mm. of like you've dreamt it. But if you don't remember it, that's why it seems familiar. Because it's still in your subconscious. I've listened to a lot of sleep podcasts actually. Yeah. Because I think sleep is... Like, it's a number one health thing for me. If I don't get my... If I was like, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning where I only slept six hours, uh, I would not go to the gym. I'd yeah. sleep more. Because it is literally the number one. As soon as you get up in the morning, you're getting your body ready to go back to sleep. Yep. Everything's it's, readying yourself for more yep, sleep. it is. For sure. Anyway. Anyway. Back to a, um, a teaching... What's your, what's your night and morning routine? Oh, gosh. My morning routine is... Up about 5.30, I gym and I walk or I run and walk. I always yeah. walk Benson. You exercise. Yeah, yeah, always exercise. No, I try not to be on my phone at all except for Spotify because I need music when I run because I can't hear myself breathing Yeah. or at the gym, you know, got to have music. That's my morning routine. Then I will come home. I don't eat till – I usually fast until 11. I've done that for years. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a coffee. That's not always. Or I'll make a coffee. Depending if I'm... It's actually not that consistent about Monday to Friday. It is the same time I no, get up. because if you pick up extra days here and there... Yeah. Your routine changes exactly. depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So... But it is the same in the morning. Get up around 5.30, exercise. It's therapeutic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yep. I don't read in the morning like you do. Try not to be on my phone. Why is that? Is that because... Is that because you don't want to waste, like, time, or is that... Um, I just don't... Because if by the time I've done all my exercises and stuff, or had my me time, it's about 7.30. I'm getting ready to for work, if it's either working at home or working at school. And I'm at school, and then, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't That's make fair. time for it in the morning. Yeah. Oh. But I suppose you get up an hour and a half earlier than me. <laughs> Oh, maybe. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so pretty solid. And then the one thing I'm really working on is not snoozing my alarm once. Because I might set my alarm for 5.15 but then get up at 5.30. Silly. Just set it for 5.30 and get up straight away. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but I've gotten a habit of doing that. But I'm trying not to – I don't snooze and try and just get up. It's on one of my habits for the week. I, I, yeah, I've never, like, snoozed my alarm. 
Like it's just I don't I don't know that's why so it's just good. like no, it's it goes a off habit. and I'm ready. That's awesome. It's like yep. I feel going. awake though because my yeah. body naturally wakes up if I don't set an alarm. Yep. But then my night routine. So I work work. It's different throughout the day for me. But then at night, I always meditate before I go to bed. So when I do, when I get home from work, I don't do any work anymore. Yep. Yay. It's because you have no work. Oh, you do have work to do, but not like you used to. No, yeah, yeah. it's different, which is great. Um, it's real chill time. Try not to watch TV. I read, read a lot, try and get my book a week in. How's that going? Good. I'm a little bit behind, but these holidays, I'm coming back because it's week 22. Is it? Is it week 22 or is it week 24? Is it? Yeah, I've got it on my phone to remind me. It's week 23. Really? Yeah, it's week 23. Wow. So just for those listening, you at the start of the year said you wanted to read a book a week. A book a week. For the year. And it's actually very easily achievable because it's only about 50 pages a day. Yep. But where you pro- it made me aware of where I'm prioritizing my time. Am I watching yeah. TV? Am I on my phone wasting my time or am I reading? I mean, I'm not saying that being watching TV... Or being on your phone is wasting time. But you know when you go down those rabbit holes on Instagram or whatever? Yeah. I don't want to do that. Rabbit holes. I'm a sucker for I don't want to go hole. down those. I don't like I don't want to waste my time. So yeah, reading was like I'm probably on book twenty and it's week twenty three. That's decent. So that's good. Yeah. I've worked yeah. I've got a list of all the books that I've reading ticking off. Anyway, sorry, back to the nighttime. You just routine. need to do like to make up those extra three books, I'll just give you like some Mr. Men books. Yeah, but the thing is and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just you could knock that. them over in a day. Actually, oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I was, well, I've listened to some audio books. Yeah. So but does I don't that inclu- count? No, I'm not including them. So what about books you read to your class? No. Nah. Okay. It's got to be a physical book. Right. I made a deal with no, myself. No, the books you read to your class. Your yeah, yeah. Oh, go, I'm probably on 50 now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so we include those. But anyway, um, if you were shipwrecked. No, actually, sorry. I missed the question. Go on. Do you want me to go with that one? Yeah. If you shipwrecked on a deserted we'll island, <laughs> but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? Two items. Yeah. So food and water taken care of. I thought about one item. It would be my journal. Oh, I didn't mention <gasps> that in my routine. Me either. My journal. Because I journal yeah, at you in the absolutely. morning. I've started um, prompted journaling. I listened to a podcast with... Um, Paul Mort, you know Paul Mort. Yes, <laughs> that was my impression of his accent because he's got the most, I don't know, bogan British accent. Yeah, yep. Um, Su- Sussex, Sussex, Sussex. yeah. I think that's where that the um, area. He's yeah, the area of um that accent, British <laughs> accent comes from. Um, so I've been doing like some prompted journaling for most of this year. I think I would have started that in. Feb, maybe. Seriously? Yeah. And I find that directs my journaling more. Well, I've been doing it a little bit different since I saw the Resilience Project. Yeah. He, I was doing my top, I always have three things I'm grateful for. But three things that went well for you today is what yep. I do now. Yeah. But I didn't, you do that in the morning, don't you? Yeah. Because I've only ever Because I do it in the night more. time. For last years, I've just started writing one thing I'm grateful for and then put more energy into the highlights because that's what he says. He says that if you focus on three things you're grateful for opposed to 
three things that went well or three positives from the day, you'll fall back on things that you're grateful for, like friends or family or like not the generic well, I have ones, seen not a those lot of commonalities ones, in like my those journal common though. Themes I ones have seen where that. if you're writing positives then through the day, if you keep that routine going through the day, you're looking for things that are good that happen and then that falls down into your gratitude and what you're grateful for. Yeah, that's why when um, Hugh at his talk was talking about three things that went well for you yep. today is much... Yeah, and I've changed, yep. I've changed that because since that I saw him. Because that leads to being grateful for... Oh, well... Yeah. yeah. It's not going to... Yeah. Yeah, you know? but you do that in the morning. Yeah. But when? Um, when I'm... Before I pack my bag for work. Okay, that's good. Because mine's it's, got, it's deliberately structured that way. Yes, because my routine is structured in a way. It's like I usually shower, read, journal, meditate, and do yoga. It's only ten minutes. I thought you were going to say thing. something else then. Because like mm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then yoga, and yeah. then <laughs> off to sleep yeah. early. But shipwrecked on an island, so a journal yes. would be one. Really? And would a, with the journal, would a pen come with it? Or would no, that have two to be, things. You, know, well, <laughs> you yeah. have to write with some sticks. Because I wouldn't say a book. Because oh, you'd read it and be you'd done. You'd read it and then you'd be done. But wouldn't you get something to get you off the island? This is a very open-ended question. Well, it didn't say that. Like shipwrecked on a desert island. Like yeah. when are you ever going to be shipwrecked but your water and food are covered? Yeah, water and food are just endless. What about cooking I don't know. utensils? Well, there's just coconuts everywhere on the trees falling off. Right. So you've got coconuts and you've got fresh water. What about a friend? Yeah, see, that's what I would take. I would yeah, take someone. A journal and a friend, yeah. But you yeah. wouldn't be able to write with the, in the Who journal. Who would I take? Who would I? Yeah, but maybe that person would take a pen. So then I would have the paper. Okay. They would have the pen. See, I'd yeah. I'd take you. Okay, and I would take my pencil case. Yeah. It'd be in my pocket. Oh, pencil case. Because yeah. that, that's one item. Exactly. And it's in, filled yeah, and gotcha. it's got a phone right. in there that okay. gets reception. <laughs> <laughs> satellite phone in there. It's actually... Doesn't everyone keep a satellite a phone? It's got a Kindle. I've got like gold oh, books. Kindle, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that question was really open-ended. So it's like... Is you that go another one you it. got from Google? No, I don't get any of these from no, Google. No, I mean, is that another one that they ask um, applicants of Google? I'm not actually in their sure. Interview. I think they no, but it's it's actually fascinating what big companies ask people. But are they and there's looking, reasons behind them? It's actually because are they I'll, looking into psycholog- yeah. like psychology too yes. much in that instance? Maybe because, but I don't know. That's what they yeah. do ask like random questions like yeah. that. You don't get those in a teaching interview. I just Be cool rem- though. Sorry, I just remember another book, Outliers. That is, see, that's another one that you've, you're literally my library. I'm going to lend you outlines. Yeah, I need a library card. Fucking fantastic and so fascinating. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> Don't apologise to me. Um, might have to put an explicit thing before this. All right, most memorable teaching experience, please. All right, now I wrote down three. Yeah, uh, there'd be heaps. See, it's hard. Like, that's like saying, oh, what's your um top... 10 movies like on the spot it's hard but I wrote I these down I've written three short stories down <laughs> now one of my students in my first year funny enough in my first year one of my students was deaf yeah had to wear um, like an electronic hearing aid <laughs> and with that you already know where this is going with that 
became what was called a Roger. I don't yes. know. I, I don't know if that I don't was know the if company. That's a technical term, is it? I've got one in in here. Yeah, we one. Yeah. yeah. And what that was was like a lanyard with a microphone yeah. on the end of it, <laughs> and <laughs> it picks up everything you say and then transmits it straight into that student's electronic um, hearing, hearing aid. aid. Hearing aid. Yeah. And on on the Roger, so the thing I wore around my neck was a button to mute it. So I'd press a button and there was a light around it. And when the light was flashing... Yeah, it's like the red and the green light. Yeah. So she could still hear me, but not as clear. Yeah. And I can't remember if we were on a camp or just an excursion or something. I had to take him every time we left the school as well because... like Yeah, so she could hear hear what I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I can't remember if I was on camp or something, but it might have been camp. I had it around my neck... And she was in my group and I went to the toilet and came out and she comes over to me and she tugs me on the shoulder on like, yeah, on the shoulder and says, uh, Mr. Kerwood, you went to the toilet and you forgot to mute the Roger. And I was like, oh shit. I hope you didn't do one of those. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was a wee. <laughs> Yeah. That is because I wear one of one of the schools that I'm at this year, yeah. and do you? Yes, in one of the grades. Oh, okay. And the, the girl student too, she's always like to me, like you need to turn it off yeah. because once they're at their activities, and here I am working with some yeah. other student, she's hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> the poor thing. And but it's hard to remember to turn it on and off because she's it so is. busy in the classroom. It is, and I used to like whisper into it like, "You're awesome. <laughs> you rock." <laughs> <laughs> And she'd just be like sitting there working and be like, yeah. Isn't that sweet? That's so good. All right, that's Um, a great one. My other one was in my second year, I, one day I had, I gave kids homework. I think it was just because he didn't finish his work or something. Yeah, yeah. So I gave him homework and this kid had every excuse under the sun. He was one of those kids that was a little entitled, great, great kid, but always had an excuse as to why he didn't do something. Um really lacked responsibility for his actions. And the next day came and he goes, I said to him, oh, um, have you got your homework? And he goes, nah, nah, I didn't get a chance to do it because we were, we were at Hungry Jack's and um, it burnt down and and um, I just didn't get a chance to do it because we had to stay there until the firefighters came. And I was like, get, get off, get off that. Like, there's no way that happened. And he goes, yeah, yeah, like even when news were there and everything, like... I made it to the news, like you can YouTube it. So I did YouTube it, and sure enough, <laughs> right in front of Hungry Jacks, where there's black smoke and everything, firefighters there, is this kid standing with his mum. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> That's so good. He still could have had time to do his homework. He could have. He could have. And it's funny because this year I've been big on if they don't get it done in class time, if I give them a reasonable yes. amount of time. It's homework. And kids still come to me and they're like, oh, I had basketball last night. And I'll say to them, what time was basketball? Mm. Uh, Six o'clock. I said, what time did you finish school? Mm 3.30. It's like, so what were you doing for those two and a half hours? Why couldn't you spend five minutes? And the homework's not hard. It's literally what they're doing in class. given time and support in the classroom. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And they, yeah. Yeah. And That's a great this is story, a brag. Though. This is a brag one. But in my first year, I love getting outside and yes, shooting the hoops and kicking fun. footy with kids and that. 
in the first year, a few of my kids loved basketball and the big thing was half-court shots that year. And we had nets that year. Do you remember when we had yeah, nets on our basketball? Yeah, I do. So we were doing half-court shots and I happened to get it first time. Like, I got a half-court shot in, swish, straight away. I was so excited. <laughs> I ran into the office and our school had just gotten cameras pointing out to the basketball court. and said, Dean, um, can you just look up an incident that happened at um, lunchtime around this time um, on the basketball court? And he looked it up and there's me, swish, half-court shot. How good is that? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that just reminds me. So on Fridays now, we're yeah. my yard duty. I've been practicing refing for basketball yeah. for the for all like the grade fours that are playing. Yeah. I've never ref basketball in my life and they're teaching me and they're doing all the signs. The hand signals the hand, like yeah. Full hand Double signals. Dribble, like travel. the two yeah. up travel. Yeah. I've always got a whistle in my, they, in my mouth. They would be <laughs> your first lot, yeah? They were my first ever preps. Yeah, they preps, were yeah. they're just beautiful. It's so much fun. It makes yard duty. So it is good. Fun. That area is so much better than the other area. Oh, so yeah. Much better. So much yep. better. Yeah. That's great. I love those moments. They're the best. All right. We, we know you've... Everyone at school and everyone knows you've got pretty big arms. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you're going to lead into it. Well, you do. Do you ever no. notice ever? Because I don't notice those things until no. one time there was this photo of you doing netball against the students. And I'm like, Jesus. I was flexing. No, no, your shirts are like... <laughs> Fuck off. Everyone knows. I'm not doing it as in like, uh, I know. Ooh, look at your arms. Everyone knows. It's a I'm a little self-conscious school. about it. Oh, sorry to but bring yeah, them thanks. up. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to know, what's your favourite gym move? Movement? All the listeners just want to know, what is it? I love a squat. Yeah, right. Yeah, squats are cool because I think a squat's really impressive. <laughs> Because the weight's on your back, it's a, a lot of the heavier it is, the more impressive it is, in my opinion. And a lot of technique, a lot of... Oh, big time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's What's good. What's yours? Um, I love deadlifts. Mm. A lot of technique in that too. Yep. I've actually hurt my back doing a deadlift before, which is not an uncommon thing to do. But it annoyed me so much that I wanted to perfect it and be like, nah, I've got this. Yeah. But it's so good because... Like, obviously, you know who I work out with is a beast. Yeah. And she is so good at being like... Just that's, pick it up. Pick yeah. it up. Or like, you know, all the techniques, like, no, 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 bend your knees, set it up like a spotter. It's it's mm. great, yeah. But I love a, love a yeah, daddy, same. love a deadlift. And I always, like, send you snaps of, look how much I'm lifting yeah. on my deadlift. <laughs> and you can lift, like, 400 no, times I, in I now. don't ever say that to you. I know, yeah. but we know you. We know you can lift. Maybe. The rumour is true. Mr. Kerwood It's all smoke and mirrors Can lift Yeah It's just um, full of uh, Reese buttercups Yeah That's all it is (laughs) Alright Speaking of Reese buttercups Your favourite All time snack Yeah I love Reese's Peanut buttercup Love it I actually didn't picture That being your favourite snack I don't know What it would have been I didn't know If it was going to be A chocolate one It depends what you Define as a snack You know Like a quick don't have to prepare it. A snack you don't right. have to prepare. Okay. It's just it's grab and go. Okay. All right. Because that's what I love, but I'm also a big fan of Twiggy sticks. That's so random. Yeah. Well, you, you're telling me you don't like Twiggy sticks? Yeah. Oh, they're all right. What's your favorite snack? Pods. Oh, no. Strawberry Freddo frogs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Strawberry Freddo frogs. I'm going to open frogs. these because these are... I love that you've been eating during this oh, podcast because I can't because I don't like that sound. 
<laughs> as, he, as, as he opens the Tim Tams, yeah. but I can't be like munching and you know, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to be I'm a good a, host. I'm not a loud muncher, but double coat Tim Tams are definitely the, best, the best type ones. of Tim Tams. Well, Adam sure. eats just Savines from Aldi. Have you heard of them? Are they Aldi Tim Tams? Aldi Tim Tams, but he reckons they're better. They're just as good. They're right. They're not better though, but he's like just divine, and I'm like. Double coat Tim Tams. I know do they're double. Just divine. Do double coat Tim. No. Like double coat. No. Just divine. One flavor. Just divines. That's it. Mm. Classic Tim Tam. But they would sell Tim Tams there too, wouldn't they? Probably. Hmm. Adam just loves Aldi. Yeah. Um. All right. What are some things? We're getting into teacher related again. What are some things that have changed for you from your first year teaching until now? Either it can be professionally or personally or both. Hmm. So I didn't write anything. I don't know why I didn't write anything down. I shouldn't have given you the questions beforehand. Um, I would have, yeah, I would have flopped without that. <laughs> and whenever I approach people to come on the podcast, they're always like, "Can you send send me some notes?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Like, I'm not just gonna, yeah, I'm not just gonna spitball it off. Exactly, off but I feel like you sent me notes and I just went cool, and then I didn't prepare, and then I get annoyed at myself because I didn't prepare. So I prepared. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I bit. don't prepare. Not, not for this one, but I think I like the biggest change in my in my practice, there's some teacher lingo, um, mm. is what I want to teach, and mm-hmm. I mean that in the sense of it's easy. Like for a long time, it was only in maths that I thought about it, but in most learning areas now, I think about teaching for understanding rather than just teaching from memory and that's not to say that rote which is like you're memorizing like do this just yeah remember it rather than understand it yes yes i still do think that that has a place in teaching as far as kids do just need to remember some things like for example sight words because you can't just sound them out Mm -hmm. you can't use your knowledge of sounds to sound them out because it doesn't work that's right um so in that case and in other cases as well, there's still room for load just to memorise things. Mm-hmm. But I do try to teach kids to understand it with the thinking behind it being if they understand it, they can then use that and apply it exactly. to other apply areas it. outside of school as well. Yeah. So maths is the easiest one to come or I find easiest one to fall back to for an example is timetables in maths. And I watched someone... The other day, teach timetables or multi- they were teaching multiplication. Sorry, and for their um, they were starting off by memorizing times tables, mm-hmm. which again I think has a place in it. But at some point, they need to understand why seven times seven is forty nine, not just seven times seven is forty nine. Because if they understand that, then they should hopefully understand. That seven times fourteen is just seven times seven twice. I definitely see all of that in maths, (laughs) and teaching it has made me realise it's actually taught me. Yeah. Like I always think when I first started, I was like, "Oh, ten facts, whatever." Like something simple like that. And I'm like, if you don't know your ten facts, like that's gonna that's you're gonna find a lot of addition and subtraction hard. In bigger numbers, that you really yep. need to know those things. And some of my kids, that's just a simple example. Some of my kids really struggle with add ten, add ten See, to a yeah, number. Yeah, simple. They're things. still like, oh, nineteen plus ten is twenty-eight. 
or 19 plus 10 is 30. Yeah, and it actually took me a long time. Like, it took me yeah. to teach to actually become a teacher to realise, wow, this stuff is, like, so valuable. Yeah, yeah. So, for me, it's about... Or the biggest change in my approach has been teaching for understanding rather than just teaching for memory. That's a good one. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, all right. What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? I looked in my fridge and I didn't have anything that I would consider strange. But it made me think growing up, mum mm-hmm. used to keep a jar of bicarb soda. I think it was bicarb right. soda in the fridge. Because she heard somewhere that that absorbs, or yeah, I guess absorbs the word. Yeah. Um, bad bacteria in your fridge, because you know, like fridges are meant to be one of the most highly yeah, bacterial. Yeah, they would imagine doing a swab areas. on something. Yeah, because in a petri like, dish. how often I know I don't clean my fridge all that all the time. I clean it in the sense of I'll throw out old food in that. But as far as wiping things down, never. Yeah, it's rare even when yeah. I live with someone who loves cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Yeah. How true that is, I don't know, but that's what mum used Does to do. Does she still do that? Um, I couldn't, be, I couldn't be sure. I remember as a child, at the, right at the back of the fridge, there was always a jar or a container of bicarb soda with the lid open. I feel like that'd be an interesting conversation if you were like a friend that just went to your fridge and was like, why does that, why do you have that open jar at the back there with yeah. powder in it? Yeah. Is it powder? Is yeah. it bicarb? Is it bicarb? <laughs> <laughs> what is this house cracking? <laughs> but off milk? Like what would the strangest thing in your fridge be? Um, Dead yeah, bodies? Yeah. I've got a few of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have, when you go into our fridge, it's like, because... Adam shops daily during his time at work. Mm. Um, so we don't have a lot of things in there. I don't know what the strangest thing is. I just thought it would be an interesting question for someone who's such a big foodie like you. I thought you'd have something weird. I thought you just have this, like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you put eggs in your fridge? I used to. Because we do. I used to. I never and did Adrian growing was telling up. me this the other day, and it's always... It makes sense because I always shop at Col at sorry I always shop at Woolies where they yep. keep their eggs in the fridge. Yes, Adrian's always shopped at Coles where yes, they keep Coles. theirs in just in the aisles. Yeah, so Adrian keeps them in the pantry. Yep, I prefer them in the fridge, but ours are always in the pantry because a few maybe a year back, twelve months back, Adrian mm-hmm. wanted to make. Um, what are they? I can I can think of them. Um, I've lost it. She wanted to make oh those God. cookies. What are those cookies with? They're like light macarons. 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 She wanted to make. They're macarons. really hard. Yeah, they're really they hard. They are really hard. Yeah. And the recipe calls for um, room temperature egg whites. Right. So then, when she was attempting them she would have to have room temperature, so she'd just leave the eggs on the bench. And then they ended up in the pantry. So they're always in the pantry now. They're always in the pantry now. But I personally prefer them in the fridge. I found out the weirdest thing, maybe it's something that weird in my fridge. I was thinking about flaxseed oil, which is something I used to drink. Black seed oil? Flaxseed oil. What's flax? It's like a healthy thing my mum used to drink with apple, and apple cider vinegar, and she just mix it together and drink it. 
don't know, this health thing. You know, I used health. to do it. Health. 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 Apple cider yeah. vinegar. Yeah, and I'm I saying love, that with I quotation love, marks <laughs> I love here. That, I love that you say it's a health thing. Don't know. I just do it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do it. It's still in there. But the other thing. Yeah. This is a really good tip for people if you don't want to get colds and flus. Olive leaf extract, drinking it. It's disgusting, but I've been drinking it recently. Remember how I was feeling sick? Yeah. Olive leaf, leaf. extract. I usually take the tablets, but... What does it taste like? A teacher told me on my second year of placement, and I've never forgotten it, and she said, if you don't want to get a cold or flu, it's... Oh, it's feral. I have to hold my nose. But you know how I was feeling sick Monday, Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I've been taking that daily. So I woke up Wednesday, fine. I'm not... And, Miracle. Manifesting. Manifest. <laughs> Just manifested, bro. I manifested <laughs> that I wouldn't get sick and I've touched wood, haven't been. All right. Um, if you had three wishes, what would you ask for? See, I really don't like for? this question. <laughs> I said if you don't like any. Yeah, no, um, but I'm I want to talk about it. Okay. Three wishes. Can I ask for, for more, more wishes? For more wishes, no. <laughs> you are not allowed to ask for more wishes. De- uh, denied. I don't know what I'd wish for be honest because i love working for things it's like yeah because you get the satisfaction at the end i love the process rather than the outcome you know Um, do you wish like you i wouldn't wish for money no i think a lot of people would i think a lot of people would do that too like a bottomless bank account what makes you happy though i would wish oh i know what i'd wish for I would wish that Bear, my dog, yes. would live to as old as I would live. See, I would wish that my dog could talk to me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'd, and I want yeah. to take your one up, live yeah. forever. Because I, yeah. I just love him. Because it makes me really sad knowing that just one day Bear's not going to be there. And dogs don't And live. Murphy too. I love Murphy yeah, too. But yeah. Bear's my first love. Yeah. Um, All right. So we'll say that. Yeah. That's one of your wishes. Yeah. Two more, jeez, I don't know. I love that you're so. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't also. I also wouldn't wish. I think a lot of people would wish for um, time. immortality. Time. I was going to say yeah. time. Yeah. I don't think I would do that because I think the older you get, the more you not more you live, but the more you're able to experience. Like if you were to you live need, forever, you need to get older because you have different things in different phases of your life. If you were lived to ever forever, you wouldn't be motivated. Like it would no. be totally different mindset yep. for you. Like that's yeah. Oh, two more. Wishes. I know. I don't know. Jeez. I can't even answer these. I was going to steal know. your dog one and then maybe yeah. <laughs> Benson could say like five. Words. It was interesting. I, when I first got bear, I was living with this guy called um Kalen. Yeah. Really nice dude. And he was really not philosophical, but he was wise. Yeah. And we were talking about dogs once, and he was like, "Yeah, they say that um, dogs, or there's this belief that a dog perceives them as a master, and where the where the pet, for lack of a better term, that's right. not what he said, and I've yeah. worded it really poorly. Okay. But he's he said that's because um, a dog." It's rare that a dog outlives a human. Yeah. So it's rare that a dog outlives their master. And ever since he's told me that, it blew my mind. Because, like, it's obvious, but I'd never thought of it like that before. Well, I never thought of it till recently Charlotte at school said to me, like, your dog is your whole... Like, you've got this whole world outside of Benson, your dog. But to Benny, his whole world, you're his whole world. Yeah. Like that's, and I was yep, like, oh my, sure. and then ever yeah. since then I've been Mind like. Mind blown, isn't it? 
Yeah. I mean, whole world. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the most important thing. I, I need to look after myself. I know, I know. Oh, he's just the best. Um, yeah, so, okay, mm. two more wishes. What about if you could just, like, eat anything? Like, and not... <sighs> yeah, that... Re- like, yeah, maybe. But then... I don't know. I would... <laughs> maybe I'd wish... And this is strange, because I love cooking, but I might... I potentially could wish that someone could be my personal chef. Oh, that would be so good. What about you know? a butler? So it does chef and... Cl- do butlers do cleaning, too, I, and cooking? I, I would imagine. Imagine that. That's what you'd wish for. Yeah. There you yeah. go. A butler, a chef, and your dog to live forever. Yeah. Yep. As long as you live. Yep. That's yep. great. What a great yep. life. Yep. Simple life. <laughs> Even though I do love cooking too. So it'd be like, nah, like be my more. chef, but um, I'm going to cook every now and then too. So. Yeah. So take a night off. Take a night <laughs> Yeah. I'll cook for you. <laughs> I was going to name him then, but I'm not yeah. going to. Okay. Um, ooh. What is your worst habit? So that, that stumped me, that question, because I think it depends on who you ask. Because yeah, true. I think my worst habit is I can be really lazy at times, like I super called lazy. that early at uni. Like I'm, and I don't mean lazy <laughs> in the sense of at work or oh, I am sometimes lazy at work, but lazy on the little things, like the one percenters, if you like may. the put so out the dishwasher. Or if like I'm washing. laying on the couch and the remotes say on the TV stand, yeah, but I want to watch TV. Instead of getting up to go turn the TV on, I'll just sit on my phone instead. <laughs> that is so lazy. That is lazy. <laughs> That's and, terrible. Yeah. And <laughs> like sometimes I'll leave, say, clothes on the floor when the basket's right there. Right. Like I'm just yeah. lazy on the little things. I think it would be depending on the But at times I'm really for. motivated on things too. Um, but I also think my own worst habit... And this isn't, sometimes I do this genuinely, but I offer help sometimes when I don't really want to offer help. Like I offer it as just a courtesy rather than wanting to actually help. For example, there was a phase there. You you know, I always want to help you. I'll remember. No, it's always genuine for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But a few years back, I helped about three or four people move houses in the span of a month. And you know how much I really don't dislike. I really dislike moving house. But you've got the arms for it. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, some someone will be telling me, oh, yeah, look, we're moving house this weekend. And I'll just be like, oh, let me know if you want help. And then they take you up on it. And then it. they take me up on it. But to me, that's just a courtesy thing. And I don't really want to help. Don't say it next time. It's my. It's, it's a, a habit. habit, though. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that. I'm, and I move houses. It's I'm a too sign. kind. I've got I'm new too renters. kind. I've got to move. <laughs> you know, house. What would you say my worst habit is? Ooh, this would be. So when I walk with you, I like it because I have your complete attention. It's when I'm yeah. talking to you and you grab your freaking phone out and I'm like, <laughs> Do you know what? You're dead to me right now. But it's a thing that I see everywhere these days. And it's something I would do too. When someone's talking, oh, yeah. I can't stand it to talk to you and then they get their phone out. Or you're talking. I don't think you do this. I'm talking to you and you get a message. I don't know if you look at it. Not usually. No, nah, I don't think you do. Silent. But people, when I'm talking to some people and then they get a phone call yeah. or a message. So if I get a phone call and I'm talking to someone, I won't answer the phone call because to me, the phone call is interrupting my conversation. Yeah. They can wait. 
Whereas a lot of other people are like, oh, the phone call is more important. You see, they, they sometimes say that the habits in people that tick you off mm. are subconsciously the habits that you do. So I that's why you don't, don't do like that. them. So it makes me think of a few years back, I, me and my group of friends, we were all like, oh, <laughs> I don't know why we started doing this. We're like, we're going to try and improve something about ourselves. And I chose not interrupting people. Ooh. So now I'm really conscious of when I'm interrupting people, but it really ticks me off when people interrupt me when I'm talking. They that, don't let me get my thought out. That is something that I'm working on too because I get so excited. Yeah, but sometimes I do just interrupt Yeah, people. and I think that's a lot and of people not, do. Yeah. It's not on purpose. And it's not interrupting like we're talking about cars and yeah. then I come in and jump in and be like, oi, let's talk about dogs. Exactly. There are people that do that though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, so I reckon that'd be your worst habit. But what's mine? You also click your pen sometimes, but it doesn't annoy me, but it annoys other people. Oh, always. I don't care about that though. Those things don't annoy you. Someone told you that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly who it is. You stop doing that. Yeah, I bet you do. But I was like, and then I was like, I'm noticing it now, but I don't, those things I can block out. What's my worst habit? That's why I'm. Pencil, pencil, I can't click. I already know pencil. what you would say my worst habit is. If you can't think of it, I know what it is. It's not Come your on. worst habit, but it's something I know. You, it's similar to my one, but instead of like you, you make plans <laughs> with people that you don't always want to see is one of them. Like you'll be like, I'm hanging out with this person. I can't really be fucked. And I'm like, then why do you... My friends are going to listen to this and think that I don't want to hang out with them. No, no, no. I do give my time. That's what I do give a lot of my time. If you are friends with me, I will give you a lot of my time. (laughs) But there's one thing I thought you were going to (laughs) say. If it's what I'm thinking, is it that you go? (laughs) The indecisiveness? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, should I? Should I not? That was it. But I was also going (laughs) to say, your fucking car keys. Yes, literally. Adam was like to me the other day, we're going to order those um, air tags. You've been saying that for a good 18 but he months. He said it too. Because yeah, my tile, I had a tile, it died. A tile's the thing that tracks oh, your keys and geez. stuff, it died. Yeah, the keys are bad. But my the reason I'm indecisive is because I'm like a narrator. I talk out everything. I'll be like, should I or should I not? Whereas most people keep that in their head. Whereas mm. I'm like, hmm, James, what do you think? Yeah, you are yeah. very indecisive. I yeah. am. But your keys. I've gotten better. Keys the keys. Back. Every time you're like, all right, let's go. And I'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like, yep, phone, purse, school keys, car keys. Fuck, I left them in my classroom. <laughs> it's like, how? how? <laughs> Literally. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with me. I do that stuff constantly. Yep. Okay. I like that habit. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of... <laughs> I feel like it could be worse. It's my fun The habit best habit I have is I'm optimistic. Because yeah. I'm like, it could be worse. <laughs> um, all right. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I wouldn't have anything worth saying. I wouldn't have anything worth I saying. I feel like you would say be resilient. <laughs> Probably not. But I'm it, not. That, when, I, when I read that question, it made me think of... Um, I don't know if you follow the, the guy on um, Instagram, but his page is... Like, dude with a sign. Oh, I love him. I love him I love him so much. I love... And I always wonder, does he actually just stand... Like, how long does he stand in that crowd with that sign above his head? In New York, I think, or somewhere busy. Like, how long does he stand there for? You know what I reckon you would say? Like, it's one of the signs he says. 
Don't reply all to emails. Oh, that's what you would say. That shits me. In I people. know because you didn't reply all when I needed to be in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I spoke to Tess actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, and I stole this from my friend because I asked her this question and she said, "Be kind." And I thought, "Yeah, be kind. It's free." That's what yeah. I would say. Be yeah, kind. It's be free. Kind. It's actually free to but be 30, kind. Thirty seconds is a long time. To actually, have, it is. Like to say something. Would you tell? I might. Maybe I'd tell a joke. Maybe. Like yeah, really you would say I'd joke. probably go to a serious thing and you'd yeah. be like joke. Yeah, but be kind, or be maybe kind. an it's analogy. Free. I love analogies, you know. Or but maybe an open-ended question that makes them think. Could you get it out in thirty seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, what have you learned about life from being around kids? What I love about kids is just their ignorance, and I don't mean ignorance in the sense of they're stupid i mean their ignorance of the world around them like they're so oblivious to some things mm. which then leads them to say the cutest things but oh, also no. some of the most hilarious things one kid said to me and because my class a few years ago were really messy and i would stop them before the end of the day to pack up we'd have to pack up like 10 minutes before because it took them that long to clean up their mess and i would say guys stop this room's a pigsty. And I said that at the, from the start of the year. And then we were on the floor once and the kid put his hand up and said, Mr. Kerwin, I always thought the saying was, it's a pig's thigh. <laughs> That's so <laughs> cute. So like, just the things kids say is just hilarious. But I also think at times the, that kids are a lot more resilient than we give them credit for. Like, and I think through COVID um, pandemic and the um, remote learning and mm, all of that, yeah. I think we didn't give, at times, I don't think we gave kids enough credit for their resilience. Like, we were trying to wrap them in cotton wool when we just needed to let them go and see what they needed from us. So, I, yeah. I think some of the kids did better than some of the adults in that for way. For sure, for sure. And, like, we were all experienced. Everyone was experiencing the same thing for the first time no one in living memory would have had something that came close to what the pandemic was exactly but i think we just needed to let the kids learn through it obviously provide support and whatnot but um that leads me to think that kids have taught me to not sweat little things they get over things really they get over things that's what i love about kids like they They go from zero to a hundred but they don't hold they like become like best friends with yeah. someone after they've just like ruined their toy yeah. or something. It's amazing. They forgive. You can learn a lot. And from forget. Kids. They forgive. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah you can. Um, what talent would you want to possess if you could? Card tricks. I'm a big sucker for like card mag- magic in quotation mark yeah. tricks. I saw cool. on someone's story the other week they were at a wedding and the wedding party or the the groom bride and groom. Mm-hmm hired a magician for the party and he was just going so around cool. so this person um this person's story was of him doing a card trick and i've always thought magic card tricks are, would be the best like party trick like a pub trick be great like you'd have to carry a deck of cards in your back pocket and whatever else you Easy needed done. But, you yeah. squat you probably like yep. lift them like you probably like have a shelf for it <laughs> um and it made me think of <laughs> a few years this is going back to memories a few years back as well, I we were playing games or we were using cards in maths for something and I know one card trick Yeah. that to an adult they'd be able to work out 
in a blink of an eye. But to kids, you got <laughs> to him. kids, that's you your audience. Them. Yours is a. So I showed them, and they were baffled. And then for the next few nights, I then had to go home. I didn't have to, but I went <laughs> home and searched and learnt a new trick each night. Like it lasted four nights. I learned new four card tricks, and I couldn't remember them now. But for that week, my kids loved the card tricks. That's so good. But yeah, I just wish I was better at them. That'd be one of my wishes. That's a great wish. Yep. I want to see this card trick. Um, all right, your best part about being a teacher? Definitely the connections with the kids that you make. Like, that's the best part of it. Like, they're, the more comfortable they are around you, um, the safer that they feel, yes. the better the whole vibe in the, the whole environment of your classroom is. And when they're like that, that's the best part. The teaching and all that, the learning will come mm-hmm. regardless, I think, but the connections you make, um, and you'd, you'd remember it from uni too, most lecturers would always say, think about like your favourite teacher exactly. or a teacher that had an impact on yep. you. And you'd, never you, don't, them. you never remember the teachers that were just okay. No, don't remember, no. But you remember the really good ones and the really shit ones exactly. or the ones that you didn't like. That's right. And the further we can move away from the ones we didn't like, I exactly. think is the better. So connections. All right. So the best parts, connections. Yep. The worst part of being a teacher. I'm not sure about this one. I would say that probably, and it's something I say all the time, is unfortunately when you think about some students, like mainly in that transition period between years, unfortunately sometimes it's not the student that you don't want. It's the baggage that comes with the student Agreed. as far as well you, you know what I mean I do yeah. know what you mean I think our listeners will too our listeners I say your our, listeners our listeners our this is because, part of your podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look I'm um, part of the reason you've started the podcast yeah, well, um, well, well. so um, if you could ask your pet one question what would it be um, probably if I could ask my pet one question so Bear and Murphy are looking at you I'd probably ask him what they think of me. Nice. You know? I was thinking about this one too. I thought... What would you ask Benson? Like I thought, say, are you happy? Because I want to know... Do you, like, mm. oh, but then I thought I wanted to keep it open-ended. Like, what do you love the most? What's yeah. your favourite thing? So he could answer a few things. Like, yeah. when you come home, food... How, how would they answer? How, how would the pet well, answer? Like, like, Benson's a French bulldog, so we have a French accent. Because I can ask my pet a question any time, but... How, how do they answer it? Like by talking. By talking. But okay. Benson has a French, like his French bulldog, so French accent. Would he? So he'd be like, bonjour. <laughs> and I'd have to translate. So it's really I hard. It's actually so cute because the other day someone said to me, is that a French bulldog? And I said, yes. And he goes, bonjour. And I'm like, wee wee. And it was the cute. <laughs> thought, yay, that's so sweet. Cute. Okay. <laughs> so cute. Um, what's been the best part of starting your podcast? Um, I've probably already mentioned it, but I just love chatting to people and hearing yeah. their stories. Like that in itself is building connections. And I'm just fascinated in people's, I don't like saying journeys, but I can't think <laughs> the of it. <journey. laughs> just enjoy up. the journey, not I the I can't process. think of another word. I can't think of no, another I word get to it. explain that. But because we all come from different yeah. places. We all come with different experiences. Like chatting to people on podcasts, there's things I've learned about people that I would have no idea. That's right. I wouldn't have had any idea about. And our, and finally, the listeners get to learn something about you. 
yeah, like they've been hanging habit. on the edge of the oh, seat. All they... these questions, they'll be like, "Peace, <laughs> we need better questions." <laughs> yeah. Um, also, love the actual what was, what was it podcast. the best part yeah, of having yeah. your podcast. Um, yeah, and I'll actually just love the process of recording it, editing it, getting it out. That's good that you love the technical yeah. side. It's just a, it's obviously a passion of yours. It doesn't yeah. feel like effort or work. No, after I have it there like scheduled ready to go out I always just want to release it right there and then actually I don't know why I'd make it on a Saturday maybe that's something I need to think about no well I only listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning or walking so yeah. and well yeah. I walk on a Saturday morning so yeah hmm. I don't yeah. know the listeners will find it when they want it yeah I know yep and I they like will. it Saturday morning good end yep. of the work week um what's something you want to learn or wish you were better at Something I wish I was better at. It, something I wish I was better at was would be um, not listening because I think I listen well, but sometimes I go straight in for a solution because that's just the way I am. It's the like, way you're wired. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I'm. Yeah, yeah, wired, way I'm programmed. Where I've learnt in recent years that sometimes people don't want solutions. Sometimes. You, they just want to vent. They just want to get out their frustration and whatnot. So I guess I wish I was better at differentiating when they just want someone to listen, when they want a solution, or when they want to be poked and prodded with questions. Did you, know? you learn that from living with your partner? No. Uh-huh. Because it's such a like, have you read the book, A Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? Yes. Because that is literally where, yeah. and that's where a lot yeah. of, typically male and female relationships where the man wants to provide the solution but the woman just wants to feel yeah. heard yeah interesting like validating validated yeah yeah that's what i've gotten i think you're better at yeah but i wish i could get better at. but also seeking to understand first i think that's I a feel big thing like too you go to a deep like and yeah. i'd be like what's well, something i'll be better at i don't know playing the piano or yeah. like doing something um, i love that yours is like maybe i wish i was better at playing the piano. Uh, piano oh, oh, would be okay. something I'd all... No, no, seriously. <laughs> That's my answer. No, yeah, all right, sorry. I'm you're joking. Right, right. Because imagine, just imagine rocking up to a bar and there's a piano there and you could just jam a riff. Imagine if you could sing. Nah. How I'm not sure be? about Nah. No. See, I, I love wouldn't, it. I wouldn't want to be I would a go... I would love it. Yeah. You could be the pe- pianist. The pianist. That's what they call them. <laughs> I know because in year eleven we watched we watched a movie called The Pianist and we all said, "Huh, penis." <laughs> and you're still doing it now, right now. Um, yeah, and then the singer, yeah, be cool, be yeah. like a duo. What's one thing you wish you were better at piano? Um, yeah, also speaking another language. I tried to learn Spanish for a while, and that was you like... tried piano during lockdowns. Yeah, I'm going back to getting keyboard lessons with. The music teacher here. Have you got the keyboard still? <laughs> no, I gave it back. <laughs> oh, does she still play keyboard? Who? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. She yeah, does. she's pretty good. Oh, okay. It takes ages to get yeah. good at those things. Yeah. But you're just better at like, but the older you get, the harder it is to learn an yeah. instrument. The younger I used to you play are. guitar. I grew up playing guitar. I played a lot of instruments yeah. growing up, but anyway. Um, what's, is, what, is, what is one common myth about the teaching profession that you want to debunk? Um, one common myth, I don't know what people's myths about teaching is, but I think a lot of people don't realize, and it's gotten better since the pandemic, the amount of work that goes into being a teacher. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just burped then. It was kind of gross. You are so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but like with all with people's kids being home, I think te- not teachers. Sorry, I think parents got a better understanding of how hard it is to get your child to learn. Yeah. And the difference between teaching them or showing them and doing it for them. You know, because mm. like some parents would just be like, yeah. "Oh, you just do this," and they'll do it for them. But what's their child learning? Exactly. From, you know? That's so I right. think teachers gained a lot of respect during the pandemic. I think they gained a lot of respect, but I think they also lost a lot of in the end. Think like a lot of parents had said to me, "Oh, my kid can stay at home now, and they can do homeschooling because that's what they all they have to do." But you know, when you're actually then missing out yeah. the explicit teaching, the modelling, yeah. the um, multiple exposures, there's so much yeah. more. But there's so much I would want to debunk in yeah. the teaching industry. Yeah, and that's a I, whole nother. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some people still have that belief. It's probably a myth. You're probably right. It's a myth that we just play games with them all day and don't do anything oh, yeah. worthwhile. You yeah, know? yeah, 100%. And that we just do it for the holidays. And it's easy. Yeah. 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 That that would be the myth to debunk. Yeah. yeah. It's... An insight into it. And that's not to say that I think that teaching is the hardest job in the world. Oh, no. I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I think there's a lot of jobs. I think there's a lot of jobs where people don't understand the full extent of behind the scenes exactly yeah all right we're nearly at the end of this podcast because you You have better things to do yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and this is just like a small part of my day um if you wanted to have a convo with anyone who would it be could be dead or alive i really don't know like that was the one that i just didn't have any ideas for i don't know who would i want i don't know i don't know someone inspiring I don't know. I they, reckon Ryan Holiday, as if you wouldn't want to have a conversation with him. No, because they say or never, stoic. like you don't want to meet your, you don't want to meet your heroes. Oh. And I, I sort of buy into that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'd want to meet like an AFL player. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Maybe, hmm. Maybe Nat Fife. I think Nat Fife would be a really interesting person to have a chat to. Nice. Do you know Nat Fife? No. No. All right, cool. Who is it? <laughs> uh, free metal player, two-time Brownlow medalist. Is that why you want to have a conversation with him? Just to he see? just seems like a nice guy. Does he write a book? Did he write uh, a book? No, not that I know of. He mm. might have. I don't know. Probably not because he's still playing. Oh, okay. Soon though, in the Maybe. future. Um, who are the three people who, who have been the most influential to you? To me, as in... My teaching, or to Just me, to you in general. in general, who are the three people that have been influ- who in ha- how they molded you? Um, like who are the people that have molded you? The first one that pops into my head is my mate Ralph, and that's because that's like we've been friends for a while now, and he used to always. At first, it was a little like uncomfortable, I'd say, but he would ask me questions that would like challenge me and hold me accountable. So we first started doing this, um, like this gym training thing together and that's how we met and then from there he's always just messaging me like and every time I catch up with him he's just asking me those not difficult questions but questions that challenge me and make me think and hold me accountable so that's probably one um influential people I don't know <laughs> that's a really like mom, that's a really poor answer yeah I think that goes without saying yeah, though, wouldn't I suppose. You? like absolutely mum and dad but well, the way you've been raised is a very influential yeah. part of everyone yeah they would actually be, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mum and dad, 
Beautiful. Mum and dad take up and spots. Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Go Ralph. What a lovely Two and person. Three. That's good. No, it's good to have yep. friends like that in your life. You need them. Um, what has been your biggest failure so far and what did you learn from it? I, <laughs> I don't this know. Deep. A biggest failure. I don't know about a biggest failure, but I fail at things all the time. But the biggest failure would be not continuing, I think. But recently, Good one. recently I've said to my team that I think I've really dropped the ball in some aspects as a team leader this year. And I think that not admitting that would be a failure, but admitting it, admitting that you failed isn't the failure itself, if that makes sense. It's not. It's if you, you did know? stop and just gave yeah. up. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, well, I'm sorry, guys. I'll put my hand up. I dropped the ball here. I think I did a really poor job at this, um, but what can I do better? That's good. You know? and it shows vulnerability and then trust within the yeah. team, which builds on. Yeah. That's good. Because yeah. the... The imperfects, which is um, yes, human Colin Burbs one, they they always talk about um, forced vulnerability versus like I guess general vuln- vulnerability. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I fluff that. Where forced vulnerability is like forcing yourself to be vulnerable, but you need um, like genuine sort of mm-hmm. authentic situations to pop up that make you vulnerable. Or that you can choose to be vulnerable, if that makes sense. That does make sense, yeah. All right, this is a bonus question because we're about to wrap this bad boy up. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Why the fuck are your shoes so small? (laughs) I have very small feet and hands. Okay, sorry. I don't know. I I don't know. I think think these questions have been really good. I've really enjoyed this chat. Okay, that's good. Because I hope... I mean, maybe your listeners might want to send you in some that we could ask next time. I don't know. If probably there's any that what's, I missed. Probably what's next. I always like to finish on what's next because I'm running it's about, the show here. Because no, <laughs> it's about sharing, again, the journey so far. Exactly. Because there is next, more Because it doesn't just end, you know? But what is next for you then? I don't know yet. Yet. I feel like there's big things. I, I feel know. it. Maybe. I'm really enjoying my time in a classroom as much as some days I'm really, I get the irrits from kids sometimes just because they've had, they've had two years of not non-consistent learning in a classroom and we're at week nine or sorry, no, we're not. What are we? Week eight, seven. We just finished seven. Seven of term two and they've been at school the whole time. They're, they're fatiguing for like a bad term yeah well term four is 12 weeks so So, good luck yeah but i (laughs) yeah i love my job so i can't see myself changing in that aspect but i love being in a classroom too like that's the four the four walls of your classroom when you're in there teaching is the easiest part of the job it is definitely the best part and for a full-time teacher i feel like that's only 20 percent of the job now it is only 20% of the job, but it's probably the 20 most important it is. percentage of the job. That's what I think is <laughs> you know? myth to debunk is yeah. only the four walls are 20%. There's 80% more that's going on. Yeah. This year for me, I feel like it's 80% four walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because... <laughs> that's not bad. Sorry. Thing. No, yeah. it's not. What's next for you? Oh, there's a lot next for me, but we won't get into that. 
we'll get into it. Because this is about time. your podcast no. and I'm the host and I don't give anything dodging away. Dodging questions, are yeah, we? Dodging yeah, dodging questions. There's a lot of excitement. Um, anything else that you wanted to tell your listeners while you're on the other side of this? No. <laughs> Nothing <is>. else? No. <laughs> Where can we find you? Um, just, <laughs> oh, actually, I want people to start following the Instagram page more. Okay. Tell us why. the handle. It's at ignitetalks.podcast on Instagram in the show notes as well. I've always wanted to say that. Do you, do you hear people say that on podcasts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All Refer links to the, to the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Oh, the discount codes are in the show notes. I always skip those. Yeah, they can have 100% off nothing. <laughs> I have to start getting some discount codes. Sponsor. All right, All right, wrap it up, host. Okay, well, I thank you for listening, everyone, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode, episode number 30 of the Ignite Talks podcast. Bye. Bye.